It's time for the Bible Cover to Cover Show, where the living Word of God is shared to affect change and bring prosperity to the believer. Here's your host, Leandro Brew and Jonathan J.D. Thomas. All right, again, thank you guys uh, for listening, whoever's on Facebook or watching us through the um, Fishbowl Radio Network uh, website. Um, I thank you guys for being here. Um, gives gives me a great pleasure to know that some uh, we are being heard. Um, my boy uh, Jonathan, he's not here today, so it's just me. So uh, let's open up with a word of prayer. Before, uh, but before I get started, um, I want to I want to pray for all pastors that are truly doing the will of God. I pray for wisdom, patience, and peace that passes all understanding in the name of Jesus. I pray that um, that their words, uh, they're, they're heard as well. You know, these pastors put in a lot of time, uh, times um, without their family, you know, time away from their families, and um, just uh, with the con- you know, congregation and the church, and they do a lot. So uh, I want to lift um, most pastors that are doing the true will of God. I lift them up in the name of Jesus. Um, Heavenly Father, we praise you. We glorify your name. We give you thanks and praise for all of what you've done and all of what you're going to do in our lives. I pray that Holy Spirit um, guides me and leads me, interrupts me and intervenes in this show, in this program. If he, uh, if the Holy Spirit has a word to say, I invite him in the name of Jesus. So, Father, with all further ado, let's get started. Well, um, I had the opportunity last week um, to go on a disciple uh, discipleship retreat. Um, with my former pastor Ray Martinez and friends from my uh, previous church, um, it was great to actually get connected um, with them again, and um, it was really a good time. I, um, the whole disciple thing—it was basically a retreat for to do the will of God, to understand what the will of God, uh, the will of God is, and. Um, one of the things that did speak out to me, as far as the the, uh, the lessons that we were doing, is uh, silence. Um, believe it or not, guys, you know, trying to be silent and trying to just stay still and listen, it's not as easy as you think. You know, um, I kind of, I don't want to say I struggle with it, but um, it just feels awkward when things are just silence. Um, we have so much noise around us that that's what I'm so used to that, you know, as soon as I get in the car, you want to turn on the radio. You know, um, when you're at home, you want to turn on the TV and stuff like that. But Jesus himself actually went to a solitude, a solitude place just to be with the Father, just to listen and pray. And I believe that if Jesus model that we ought to be doing it as well 
Um, so that was one. That was one of the things that I uh, that we did, and amongst other things that we did um, and learned. But um, just to be in fellowship with the uh, my friends and my former pastor Ray, that was just a blessing in itself. Um, Jonathan, I know you probably listening, so I pray in the name of Jesus that um, the project that you uh, that you were doing, I pray that it is done. I uh, pray blessings upon you and thank you, my friend. Um, you are a true blue man of God, man, and I I wish you were here. Um, well, today's today's talk uh, lesson, whatever you want to put a title to it, um, I'm not much on titles, to be honest with you, but if I had to put a title on this, and this is something that came to me, um, title of this message, the title of this message is, He Will Make It Rain, But Not The Way You Think. Check that out, man. Pretty groovy, pretty groovy title. Um, so um, we live we live in a society today of wants, and um, everybody wants the big house, the nice cars, the big bank account, even the six figure job you know um we live in a society that we just we see it and we want it and i'll be honest with you guys i do too you know i i want for fancy cars you know i don't mind driving a benz to work you know having my wife rolling out with a bmw you know there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with having the house and the cars and big bank account and everything. The problem becomes is when those things get attached to you. That that is all that you live for, in the name of Jesus. Um, I believe that God does want to bless us with, you know, a little pleasure here and there. But the problems become, as far as for the believer, the problem becomes when that's all you live for, you know? When those material things start taking control of you. Um, I don't believe for a minute that our Heavenly Father wants us to live in the just getting by living. I believe that the God of Moses, the God of Jacob, the God of David, wants us to live an abundant life. Now, this abundant life that Jesus speaks about is totally different than living a, a life of luxury, you know? Again, I don't believe there's nothing wrong with it, you know? But when we become believers, saints, Christians. All that should be changed around. We're living for the kingdom now. We're living for the will of God, God's kingdom. Um, let's look at what Jesus said on John 10.10. 10. And um, 
Well, before I even do that, I'm going to actually just read the... We're going to read John, and I hope you guys have your Bibles you know, ready. And um, if you don't, look it up on the, uh, with your iPad or iPhones. Um, pull up a Bible, uh, Bible app, or you can Google it online. John 10... Uh, John 10 uh, from 1 to 10 so it says here very truly I tell very truly I tell you Pharisees anyone who does not enter the sheep's pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way it is is a thief and a robber the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listens to the voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out when he has brought out his own. He goes on ahead and he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follows him because the sheep knows his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Verily, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep has not listened to them. I am the gate who enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out. And I find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. That's actually coming from the um, NIV version. I like what the King James version says, and the verse that I'm the verse that I'm actually speaking about it's going to be John 10 10 and the King James Version it says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and they that may have it more abundantly so this abundant life he does want us to have this life more abundantly I don't believe that Jesus wants us to live in this, uh, you know, this, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this poverty um, lifestyle, um, of just a life of just getting by, you know, this life, this abundant life that we had before this, you know, the fall of man, before the sin of Adam and Eve. If you guys remember through our um, shows that we had prior in the beginning, you know, this lifestyle in the Garden of Eden, we had everything. The life, God provided everything for us. I mean, I don't think he had clothes because they were all butt naked, but that's a whole different story. But as far as food, you know, all the uh, anything that they needed it was provided for them but what happened was that satan came in 
through the fall of ban and it was taken away from us. So now we have to actually work by the brows, you know, by the sweat of our brows and, you know, basically physically work. We didn't even have to work back in the Garden of Eden. All he had to do is just basically maintain it. And work was not the type of work that we do as today. So this is very, this is a, this is going to be a very short, uh, short um, study, but this abundant thing, it's been on my mind for quite a long time. Um, I've always used to, you know, I always wonder why is it that we as men and women of God, you know, we don't have the blessings or we don't think we have the blessings as like others in the world, you know. You know, I, I know a few friends of mine that don't serve God, you know, are not connected with the Lord and Savior. You know, nice people and everything, but, you know, these guys, you know, they have all the uh, material things as we want. But, you know, that's this is probably a whole different show, but their lifestyle is a whole lot different from what a man and woman of God lifestyle is. When you, when you actually talk about this abundant life, um, man, I lost my train of thought. So, what is this abundant life? This, uh, this uh, abundant, uh, this full life that Jesus speaks about. Well, this abundant life has nothing to do with the material possession, as I stated, but all to do with the will and the kingdom of God. Um, the will and the kingdom of God, when we come to Christ, we are no longer, uh, how can I say this, we are no longer, I don't want to say no longer in control, but everything we do should be towards or should be for the will of God. Our, our work, you know, our uh, blessings here on earth, you know, um, basically all of those things should be for the will of God. Um, later on, as we get more into uh, Christian living, you know, I'm pretty sure um, Jonathan and I are going to be talking about tithing, you know, about the heart and stuff like that. All this has to do with the Christian living. What is a true lifestyle for a Christian in order to be having this abundant life? Um, I do believe that when we come to Christ, we all have... I'm jumping ahead of myself. When we do the will of our Heavenly Father, He gives us this abundant life His Son Jesus speaks about. True abundant life is simply the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we come to the Father, this is all in... This is all instilled in us. 
we just end up practicing. We end up, the more of Christ in us, the more of this abundant life we have. Um, I don't want you to get confused with an abundant life and an eternal life. Eternal life, boom, it happens as, as soon as we accept Christ. We have this eternal life, which is a whole different thing. Abundant life is just a product of what it is when, or the byproduct of what happens when we accept our Heavenly Father. Um, I do believe that our Heavenly Father gives us gifts and talents for the kingdom of God. With those gifts and talents, we get blessed and we get to enjoy some of the blessings that he gives us. Basically, everything here on this earth belongs to God. We just end up being uh, sort of like uh, managers of it, you know. But we have it. He blessed us with it. And we end up using it. Whether it's an a automobile. It could be a house, you know. It could be finances, you know. With that comes, again, the fruits of the Spirit, as I stated. You know, um, if you have a house, um, let's say you got a four-bedroom house, you know, four-bedroom, three baths, and basically, it's just you, your wife, or you're probably two kids, you know, a boy and a girl, let's say. So the extra spare bedroom, can you can bless somebody like if somebody from the church needs a place to stay, you know. I remember one time my uh, wife and I, one of her friends, their mother needed a place to stay because she was getting kicked out from her apartment. And as much as I really don't like strangers inside the house, but you just leave it up to God. You know, not that she was a stranger. You know, my wife knew the, the guy. And, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? You know, of course, everything with conscience and, you know, you want to use wisdom, of course. But we were able to bless this lady with a place to stay until she got, you know, together. It wasn't a long time, you know, it was a very short period of time, but I was happy to see that God used us in that way. For instance, my sister-in-law, Cynthia, they have probably around three vehicles, and it's just those two, you know, Brian and Cynthia, and they got an extra spare car. And there were times that somebody may need a vehicle and because for whatever reason their vehicle broke down or they just need a vehicle or when a family member comes to town you know and they want to get around and they don't have to rent a vehicle you know Cynthia and Brian lends them or lends whoever needs it you know using wisdom again so they can drive it around town and just get by with it you know Finances, you know, there are people here in this world that have lots of money, you know. We ought to be giving to the poor. We ought to be giving to the uh, 
the needy. You know, if God has blessed you with finances, it's not, yes, you are a byproduct of it. You get to use and enjoy the fruits of your labor. But again, if you are a believer, it should be being used for the kingdom of God to further his kingdom. That's the will of God. That is what we ought, ought to be doing. Solomon, in the, uh, Solomon said in the Ecclesiastics, if you turn to uh, 510, Solomon was um, the son of David. This guy was, if you haven't read the, the story of David, who, which goes into the into a story of Solomon, Solomon was probably the richest man, was the richest man. This guy was so filthy rich back in the day that his army, his um, soldiers wore gold uh, breastplates for battle. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the, um, in today's army, you know, the United States Army, you know, all of the soldiers that we got having gold, gold rifles <laughs> to fight with. That is filthy rich. Well, Solomon, he had just about everything and everything a man can want. And in uh, Ecclesiastics um, 510, or 510 to 11, he says, Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip away through your fingers? Here is the man, actually, that had everything. That money was no object for him. Or, I don't even know if they had, yeah, they had currencies back then. But this guy, he tried everything. If you actually read his, uh, the story of uh, Solomon, um, you will see that this guy had just about everything he wanted, but yet tried everything you can try, you know. But yet he himself is saying that it's meaningless, that you can have the all of the wealth that you can have and you still won't, it won't bring you happiness. There used to be a song that, um, I forget who wrote it, but Money Can't Buy You Love. Oh, the Beatles. Um, Money Can't Buy You Love. You know, there is a lot of wealthy people, a lot of actors, you know. Um, Robin Williams. You know, I'm pretty sure he was wealthy. You know, brilliant comedian. Had all the money that a man could spend. But yet, these people, especially in the Hollywood scene, have everything. But yet, they're miserable. They're searching for a fulfillment within them. And that fulfillment is the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, Jonathan and I, we spoke about many things. Uh, I pray that you guys can go back and, you know, just go back and listen to the uh, some of the uh, shows that we had in the past and 
it will bring you full circle back to this show right here. Um, before I close, I want to share with um, I want to share with the um, I believe it was in Matthews. Yeah, Matthew. And I'm pretty sure you guys heard this before. Um, Matthew 6, chapter 6, 25 to 34. And here you're going to see that we have a God that takes care of us. We have a God that loves us. That clothes us. That gives us everything we need. Notice how I said needs. I believe he will give us our wants. You know, um, he will give us our wants. But you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 25, 34. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than cloth clothing look at the birds of the air for neither they sow nor reap nor gather into their into barns Yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are not of more are not you of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add on Cupid to his signature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I have said to you that even Solomon in his high glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat? Or what shall I what shall we drink? What we wear? For all of these things the Gentiles seek. For you have for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added to you therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble God is basically telling us man I got you I got you I love you. I will take care of you. 
this parable says a lot. Says that we ought to be seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Once we seek first the kingdom of heaven, he will give us what we need. Again, as I stated earlier, it goes back to the, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know the parable of the talents. You know, um, use your talents. Use your talents for the kingdom of God. Talent is basically the gifts that God bless you with. Everybody has different talents. Everybody has different gifts. Those gifts should be used. And I, I bet you, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that those gifts that God has blessed you with, once you start using those gifts for the kingdom of heaven, he will sharpen those gifts. I mean, fine-tune those gifts to the point where it doesn't even seem like you're actually working at all. I, there was a time, I believe my dad told me one time, find a job that you love and you'll never work again. And that's the truth, man. That's why he gives us gifts. Again, guys, um, that's all I got. That is the word that God gave me to speak on to you guys today. And before we uh, sign off, anybody that is, I mean, this actually touched your heart. And you guys are really, someone's out there ready to receive him, accept him as Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you guys. I want to pray for that person that is just wanting to have that abundant life that we speak about. Um, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. You said in your words that whoever shall come upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, I am calling on Jesus right now. I believe he died on the cross for my sins, that he was raised, that he raised from the dead on the third day, and he's alive right now. Lord Jesus, I'm asking, I'm asking you right now to come into my heart. Live your life in me and through me. I repent of my sins and surrender myself totally and completely to you. Heavenly Father, by faith, I now confess Jesus Christ as my new Lord. And from now, and from now on, from this day forward, I dedicate my life to serving him. Folks, if you guys pray that prayer or whoever prayed that prayer, the Bible says that you are a new creature in God. You are a, a member, a family member in Jesus Christ. He said um, that he would send a comforter 
to help you walk this walk. The Comforter is basically the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit guides you along the path. You know, um, I believe the word says, the word is a lamp unto my feet. It, got, it, lightens, it lightens my path, illuminates, shows you where to go so you don't bump, stumble, you know? More of Jesus, less of us. That's key, bro. With that, folks, I thank you very much. Again, my name is Leandro Abreu, and this is the Bible Cover to Cover Show. Hey, this is Leandro, host of the Bible Cover to Cover Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. from Fitchbow Radio Network Studios at Glow Life Park in Austin, Texas. Log on to hear on how the Bible is broken down and much more. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. to catch the Bible Cover to Cover Show on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in.